0: Hi, I'm Virginia Governor Ralph Northam, and you're listening to the Patients Come First podcast.
1: Hi, and welcome to the Patients Come First podcast. We're going to have some nose honking, flower squirting, balloon animal twisting fun with Mary and Frank Ringquist, a husband and wife clown tandem who make regular visits to Stafford Hospital and Mary Washington Hospital as Dr. C. Nile and Nurse Sunflower, their clown alter egos. Welcome to the show, Mary and Frank. Thank Thank you. Nice to be here. To start with, let's learn a little bit more about our guests and the great work they do to bring joy and laughter to patients and staff at the hospitals. Both Mary and Frank are part of Love and Laughs Clown Alley, a Stafford County group that helps recruit and train clowns and deploys them to do good deeds in the local community. In addition to this, you're also involved with the Virginia Association of Healthcare Auxiliaries and Volunteers, V-A-H-A-V, an organization that provides hospital volunteers across Virginia. If you would, please tell our listeners a bit about yourselves, your volunteer work, and how you got into the clown scene.
0: Okay, this is Frank, uh, obviously. <laughs> I got into clowning through a friend of mine at Scouts a long time ago. It was one of those things. I said, I haven't seen you for a long time. And he said, well, I've been going to clown school. And I just kind of laughed at him. I said, yeah, I'm kind of interested. He gave my number to the instructor at that time. I totally forgot about it. About five months later, I got a call from the instructor. This is Bob. We're starting a new class. Are you ready to take clown school? And that was kind of a hama, hama hama. And I said, why not? That was mm, twenty years ago, and I haven't looked back. It's been amazing that the doors that clowning has opened up, both nationally and internationally, become a balloon twister. My late wife was an award-winning balloon twister that carried on the tradition and we take our balloons wherever we go whenever we're traveling. What do we do in uh, volunteer work at the hospital? We're there for every child under 155, uh, staff included. (laughs) All of my uh, studies have shown that uh, it's clowning is for the patient. Well, no. The staff needs it. They're in an extremely stressful job. They need a five- or six-second break that uh, gives him a reality check and a little bit of humor. We do community events, uh, national night out, uh, pro bono events. I occasionally work at the big uh, amusement center down here called King's Dominion. Other than that, uh, that's uh, my clowning in a nutshell. I was blessed to be trained at advanced studies by a couple of ringling clowns, Leon uh, Buttons McBride and Coco Pavlich, both Hall of Fame clowns. Okay, it's Mary's turn.
2: I have been clowning for about 10 years, and we got together after the the deaths of both of our spouses, and we have moved forward from there. Uh, As I said, I've been clowning for about 10 years. Uh, I was in a class, actually, that Frank taught, we do clown at the hospital and community events. It's just a wonderful, wonderful experience, uh, clowning at the hospitals. Um, it's just a, a bright spot in your day to see that smile or that laugh <laughs> that the patient gives you. And we always knock on the door before we go in and say, do you care for a visit? They can tell us no, and we don't get offended We just move on to the next room. Uh, There's a reason why we were not meant to go in that room, and there's often reasons why we stay in a room much longer than what we normally do. That room needs it. That's the room of the day. And we are blessed just as the patient is blessed. At the hospital, I am secretary of the auxiliary, And on the V-A-H-A level, I am the chairman of the Ann Lewis Educational Fund and also the communications chair.
1: Well, it really sounds like clowning brings a smile to staff and patients, but it sounds like it's really been a bright spot in both of your lives and brought you guys some joy as well.
0: That's for sure. That's for sure. As Mary said, there is always one room in the hospital that we are meant to be in, and if we're in there with the rest of the crew, uh, we all comment on that one room. It's We're meant to be there.
1: And I'm sure you are able to find it every time, which is really awesome.
2: Right. We all always try to go uh, have our clowns at uh, Stafford Hospital on Thanksgiving morning. And then uh, Frank and I, along with hopefully some other clowns, will be at Mary Washington Hospital on Christmas morning we're usually there for, for mostly the staff because, you know, it's a, they're away from their families for the holidays. So they need a little cheering up along the way.
1: Absolutely. And what kind of reaction do you tend to get from patients and staff who are in the hospital on a holiday? You know, what kind of things do you organize to get people involved in the fun and really get them into the holiday spirit?
0: We have a list of jokes that are so old that they've got whiskers on them. They're groaners. <laughs>
1: You want to uh, share we, one with us?
0: I'll use one from the from this fall, uh, from the Halloween period. Uh, how do you fix a broken pumpkin? How? You use a pumpkin patch, of course. Of course. I mean, these are groaners. Uh, we always ask the patient if they've got new, new material for us. And usually, well, I don't remember jokes. Okay, you're stuck with what we've got. With the docs, well, we carry foam uh, clown noses. <laughs> And we make sure that they wear the uh, the noses when they do their rounds, because we'll pick on them. Of course. And the, the docs have begun to really play with us. Uh, my character, Doc Senile, carries a big um, pill bottle, big plastic bottle. It's lifesavers. And it's strictly for the staff, you know. You ask the uh, nurse how their day is going. Oh, it's okay. They They get a Valium-flavored lifesaver. As, as their day goes down, the flavor of the narcotic goes up. It's all in fun. I also carry a spray bottle, a Mister bottle for plants. That's labeled Spray Prozac. It's just silly sc- uh, sight gags, uh, anything to get them laughing.
1: And are these things that you have created over your your clowning experience, or is it something that you've had from the very beginning? Like, does your act develop over the years?
0: Uh, the pill bottle and the spray Prozac have been with Doc from nearly the beginning. Sci- sight gags, uh, we pick up when we go to conferences or conventions and, or our favorite shopping area is, uh, one of the large department stores. And we get to go into the kids toys area. And How can I use this as a clown toy? How can I use this as a sight gag? Mary picked up a banana keeper looks like a banana and something you're supposed to keep bananas in that became a telephone i've got a little small stuffed dog in my medicine bag that uh, it's a labrador and i'll pull that when i'm talking out when i'm talking to the patient and hold it up to my ear and pretend i'm listening to the dog talking finally turn to the patient and say your lab results are in you know it's silly little sight gags that get them laughing it's to get their mind off of where they are, why they are, the pain they're
1: in. Absolutely. Anything to bring a smile to their faces.
0: And as Mary said, when we go into a room, we knock on the door. If the patient says no, well, we're the only other thing other than the TV that they can control. Everybody else going into that room is going to do something to them or draw samples or whatever. So like I said, other than the TV, we're the only thing they can control.
1: That's a really good point. I have a question about what it takes to become a clown. So it's obviously more than just the colorful costumes, the face paint and the wigs. Can you tell us a little bit about what clown school was like and you know, some of the things that you learned along the way?
0: Okay, we administer a very simple test where we ask the prospective clown student to walk a imaginary tightrope. And from the way they walk that tightrope, We've got an idea what kind of clown they would be, be it a white face, which is the intellectual clown, a, a goose, which is the troublemaker, or a hobo, the one that catches the pie if some pie is being thrown. Once we've, they start out as that character, we help develop their makeup. Will they stay that character? No. Most of us have got three or four characters. As This joke goes, schizophrenia is our friend. We develop their makeup. They learn how to do it properly. We're very fussy about makeup. Then we get into the tools of clowning, uh, juggling, pocket magic, balloon twisting, skip development.
1: So everyone has a specialty?
0: They, they, they get a whole bunch of tools for their toolbox. And then they hone in on what they really want to do, oh, Mary just mentioned puppets. We use a lot of puppets when we can in the hospital, but there again, because of infection control, we've got to be careful with the style of puppet we use
1: absolutely and what what about the two of you? What are your favorite things to do as your clown alter egos? Oh. Uh, <laughs> When
2: Frank and I get into, uh, the setting, the clown setting, maybe after the first room or whatever, and it's just, it's just us, and often that, often that is the case, we're able to play off of each other. It's nothing that's planned. It's totally ab lib. And we joke with each other. I will give him a hard time and he'll come back. And it's all in fun, but it's not planned. There's, there's no plan set that this is what we're going to do uh, because you don't know the situation of the room that you're in until you're there, and you can ascertain what you can and cannot do as clowns.
0: When we go into a room, uh, it's called reading a room. Are there a lot of flowers? Are there cards? Are there none of those above? And then we kind of figure they may not have uh, people in the area, so we will visit a little bit more with them. If there's cards and flowers, you know that these, people, uh, these patients have people in the area and probably have visitors. If we see the person is reading a Bible, we're both gospel clowns, which is another
1: area of caring
0: clowning, and we'll go into our gospel jokes and sometimes uh, they'll beat us to the punch with the punchline, and sometimes they'll go, why didn't I think of that?
1: So it's a very interactive thing, and it's really nice because it's different every time, so it's enjoyable for everyone involved, including you. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm going to put you on the spot right now. Who's the better balloon animal sculptor? Me. Frank. (laughs) (laughs) What do you get the most requests for?
0: Little boy swords, and I'm happy to do those because those are real quick and easy. (laughs) Uh, Dog works is the next one, probably the third one. Flowers and hats.
1: Okay. All right. Well, thanks for sharing that with us. Um, We should tell people that they can find more information about Frank and Mary's clown troupe, Love and Laughs Clown Alley, on Facebook. That's Love and Laughs spelled L-U-V, the letter N, L-A-F-F-S. Love and Laughs, look them up. You can also learn about volunteer clowning at Clowns of America International, which Love and Laughs is affiliated with. And finally, you can learn more about the Virginia Hospital volunteers at V-A-H-A-V dot org. That's V-A-H-A-V dot org. So to close the podcast, I'm going to put you both on the spot one last time. Mary, if I asked you what Frank would say his guilty pleasure is other than clowning, what would he say? Cooking. Anything in particular? Um... He's good at everything. He's the chef in our house. <laughs> it's good to have one of those. Yes. Frank, same question. If I asked you what Mary would say her guilty pleasure is, other than clowning, what would she say? Custom-made
0: jewelry. She designs and makes uh, beaded jewelry, that um, one-of-a-kind stuff, that uh, she has a ball-making with, and uh, it's kind of a sideline for her.
1: It sounds like you both are just very creative and artistic people, and I think that's incredible. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of the Patients Come First podcast. Thank you both so much for taking the time to be with us today. We appreciate the laughter and smiles you've provided to our audience today and to all the people you help entertain for a good cause. Thank you so much.
0: That's going to do it for today's episode of the Patients Come First podcast. You can find new episodes as they become available at www.vhha.com. You can also find episodes of the podcast on SoundCloud. We also encourage you to engage with us on social media, including Facebook and Twitter. If you'd like to send us comments, questions, or feedback for the podcast, you can do that through our Twitter account at Virginia HHA using the hashtag PatientsComeFirst. Thanks.